0: Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod.
1: Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is your second ever news slash AW combined show. Uh, we're sort of smushing it all in. Um, if you're listening to us on Jack's radio, hello. You will have just heard Goodbye by the Coral as an intro song. can't think why I picked that. Let's um, just...
0: Not biased yeah. at all. No, 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 nothing.
1: Not, not relevant to anything that's happened this week.
2: It's um, saying goodbye to whoever was the previous show before us.
0: Exactly. Uh, you and can hear... Loads oh, I, I thought it was because the coral from Liverpool. <laughs> Just Sorry about it.
1: Repping the hometown, boys. Uh, you can hear the voices of today's co-host. I've got Jay, as always. Hi, Jay. How's it going?
2: I'm good. I'm very good.
1: And we've dragged him back from his sabbatical like nobody else in the media this week ever. Um, Troy, how's it going, mate?
0: <laughs> yeah, all good, mate. All good, thank you.
1: <laughs> uh, well, we'll get straight into some some WWE news. Um, and there's only one real big story today. It's a, it's a big name removal from, from the product. I am, of course, talking about Max Dupree being taken away from Maximum Air models.
2: <laughs> <I can't laughs> first of all, first of all, say it correctly. Dupree! I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that, mate.
0: <laughs> not nah, me
2: neither.
1: Not again. again. Uh, uh, so, I mean, I'll lead off then. We'll start out with the obviously the biggest news. Uh, massive, massive shakeup at the top of the WWE food chain. Um, Vince McMahon has announced his retirement at the age of 76, going on 77. His, um, his quads are 85. <laughs> uh, in addition to this, uh, it's been reported that human vibrator Kevin Dunn is expected <laughs> to leave or be forced out following Vince's departure, although more on that story, uh, Wade Keller of Peter, Wade Keller's got all the news this week by the way like absolutely everything, uh, Wade Keller of Pro Wrestling Torch said that he's not expected to depart immediately, although he had noted that Dunn is quote, not a Triple H guy
2: I saw something where the general consensus was they give it a year um, are they? think
1: are they guys going to do that thing when like, that you take over and you make like the old manager work like cleaning the toilets or some shit like jobs that people hate just so that they it make, makes them quit <laughs> I'll never forget when um, when Weatherspoons took over the Five Ways, they made the old landlord move to the pub in Old Swan and like just cook breakfast, and he, he hated it. He did it for six months, and then like retired. <laughs> yeah, he, he's shit, though, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh God, he, he was like he was a proper Vince McMahon. He was a yeah Ooh.
2: massive bell end wally. <laughs> Speaking so <there's>, of which,
1: <laughs> there's a niche reference. So yeah, so Vince Vince is gone. Uh, this so this just just for some personal. Um, this broke when I was quite hammered at a BFS on Friday, and I, I thought the world was ending. It was it was nuts. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to put my face.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's absolutely fucking huge. I mean, it it's surely one of those things where he's been told, you should probably retire, given well, everything that's gone on. Last, I don't think this is
2: solely his decision, is it? Um, last night... So, he, apparently he'd known it for 10 days that he was going to be retiring. Uh, last night... Uh jawring raw um Wall Street Journal went back in for more blood. Uh apparently the feds are investigating Vince. So
1: hang on, well if he'd now- you, known for 10 days, why the fuck did he cut a promo last week saying he wasn't going anywhere? Don't
2: worry about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so what one thing that came out was that um I believe it was 14.6, 14, 14, mm. uh, dollars million of hush money that Vince paid come from WWE's coffers not his own pocket, which he did not oh, declare dear. as business expenses, which uh, is a massive crime. Which <laughs> you know, which,
1: which means Jay been discussing before we start recording is actually
2: fraud. Yeah, so... Uh, oh, fraud. That episode of Dark Side of the Ring is going to be fu- boss, isn't it? You know, you
1: know fraud, <laughs> that, that thing that David Barlow went to prison for.
0: Yeah, <laughs> again, more references for no one. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: yeah, I I think um, what another another thing that was um, said by uh, Fightful Select was that Vince is he's still kind of in an advisory role for the time being, uh, as he's kind of like trying as the, as the sort of like reins of power a transition. Transitioning you mean, from you mean as Triple H like tries to pry his hand off the button, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the basically it's it's like, you know where he's grabbing onto something and you try and get it off. It's like one of them.
0: So it's, when you try and pry like a fucking child's hand off something, they've got the the firmest <laughs> clasp around <laughs> it.
2: it. It's <laughs> it's like it's like trying to get a toy off a dog.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> crazy.
1: It's crazy, though, isn't it? Like, so basically, everybody, every wrestling fan, like in the world, pretty much has spent the last like two weeks saying, like, "Oh, he's got to go now. Surely he's got to go." Yeah. And everyone's still like, "Oh fuck, he's actually gone."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people have been saying <laughs> it for me- years and years, and this is just the. Well, me and Troy had that like
2: this conversation when it first all came out about like six weeks ago. Then we, where we were like, "How can he stay? Like, mm. how is that anyway?" He can possibly stay in that position with everyone knowing how, like, what kind of precedent does that set?
0: Yeah, well, I
1: mean, um, there th- th- was the initial tactic, wasn't there? Of just pretend it doesn't exist,
0: yeah, that went well,
2: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, pretend it doesn't exist. I've vince just spit in the face of fucking everything, um. Mm.
1: Yeah, right, so we've got a little, yeah. little bit of news about the restructuring that's happened
2: at the top as well. Um
1: So in the wake of Vince's retirement, WWE released an official statement naming Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan as co-CEOs, uh, with additionally Stephanie appointed as chairwoman of the board and Nick Khan remaining as a board member, and it noted that Vince will retain his position as WWE's largest individual shareholder. Yeah. So obviously, I mean, that, that, I mean that's fair enough. He, he doesn't have to... Like, give up his shares, that yeah. he owns them, they're his. Mm. You know, that, that's okay. Well, Although, although
0: he's not going to have many of them left by the time they find out what's going on. Are we
1: going to be in, like, a sort of Alex Ferguson situation here where he's just going to, like, loom over everybody, even you know, if, like, the stands or something?
0: 100%. 100%. He's going to sit up in his VIP box and just give people a thousand yards there. Well, like,
2: <laughs> when when they made them, Stephanie, like, the interim CEO, we were talking about it, and it was like... um that's a nice coffee cup, Troy. Thanks, Alan did, did you source that? Did you forage yeah. for it? I did. Yeah. yeah All
0: right.
2: right. <laughs> well, that's a little bit but, uh, for us and just for us. <laughs>
0: Matches my baseball cap, mate. Don't worry about it. I,
2: I'll, I'll I'll explain the the reference to tasty after the podcast. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when
0: when we were uh,
2: when we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago, like Stephanie being made the interim CEO, it was like, well. If Vince is there and creative, he's obviously literally she's just a figurehead for mm. Vince, but obviously now, like with the reshuffle and that, it, you it all kind of come in one big go, didn't it? So, Triple H got announced as like the um the VP of talent relations,
1: yeah. So, uh, that's the next point. So, in addition to when he was res- resuming his duties as head of talent relations, which he held before his what they call his cardiac incident in uh, 2021, September 2021 um, not 2000 ones I put down there, it wasn't, that was 9-11, that was different um, <laughs> he was also, he's also assuming and their quote is, all responsibilities related to WWE's creative. I mean yeah. that's, that's great news which presumably means he just walked in and goes bitch, um... like right across the face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck out of here <laughs>
2: It it's potentially great news Go on. Well, my my thing is like when Triple H was doing long, like long term stories in NXT, he didn't know when to kind of call it. Did he? Mm. I'm, look- I'm looking at you, Gargano and Champ. I was gonna say Champ Gargano <laughs> three WrestleManias in a row. Let's go. Yeah, he <laughs> he didn't he didn't know when to kind of like go. All right, well that's that's run its course. He he didn't have like a natural end to it to stuff. Um, Although, like sure, as far as far as like short term stuff and even like even like moments, I think it's de- it's definitely a marked improvement. Mm. Um, I think
0: there was a lot of conversation going on as soon as that was announced. That how soon will we start to see the impact of of him in that position? And I said mm. I don't think it's going to be straight away. Like this Sunday, no. we uh, sorry Saturday for SummerSlam might see some shades of it, but I don't think like the the, the general impact is going to be felt for a little bit. However. From some of the stuff I was reading from last night's RAW, and we'll, we'll get into that shortly. Apparently, the the kind of the opening of that felt very much like a kind of Triple H kind of stamp on it, a bit chaotic and and stuff happening. Kind of what? start of a brawl. I mean, yeah, you, said, so- you said
1: you said before, Jay, like Triple H sometimes like books things a little too long. He doesn't quite know when to end something, but I think mm. it, that'd be quite refreshing as opposed to the fucking, like, just down to kilo of Johnny Ranchers, sugar high car crash booking that Vince has been doing for the last, like, sort of 10 years or so. And the yeah. rest.
0: We're <laughs> just it's like, difficult. oh, this
1: guy, he's got a big push, and now you're never going to see him again. He's just gone mm-hmm. forever, because he sneezed yeah. in, like, a meeting or something, and
2: Vince killed him. <laughs> 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 did, did you see a Sean Ross Saff's tweet saying, everyone can act a little bit more human now? Uh, people, people they can run storylines people have allergies and they'll have to sneeze <laughs> yeah. People are gonna lose their, their pushes because they sneezed and front Vince.
1: So um because quickly, Sarah was watching Young Rock last night, and there's a scene where um like Rocky Johnson gets phones Vince up to like ask him to book him or something. And Vince is like on the phone to me, he's like, Oh yeah, one second, I'm just eating a burrito. <laughs> right, that's, a, that's a niche reference for, for, for a, for a prime time comedy show.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> that's because Vince doesn't know what a burrito is. Yeah. <laughs> He thinks they're meat wraps.
1: Foreign muck, mate. Oh man. Uh, right, then we'll move on to a slightly anti final piece of news. Um, well it's still news, it's still notable. Uh, Max Dupree, I'm not doing the funny, the funny word. Um, on, which you, you may know is the form, <laughs> you, you may know as the former LA Knight and Eli Drake. He's a man of many names, several yes. in the same company. Um, he's been removed from his position in maximum male models and replaced with his kayfabe sister, Maxine Dupree, who is the former NXT 2.0 star, Sophia Cromwell. I have no idea who she is.
0: She was hanging about with um so Von, Von Wagner and Robert Stone. All oh, right.
1: okay. So she has mm-hmm. gone from like, Robert Stone to basically just do the same gimmick, but like higher up. Pretty um, much. Uh, so again, this is according to Wade Keller at PW Torch. He reports that um, Max, quote, had rubbed some people the wrong way and wasn't fitting in. Uh, it, it, there was some other notes as well apparently this was a, an angle that Vince himself was very invested in, he was apparently hand, very hands on with it, almost like producing it himself it'll be interesting to see what happens to LA Knight and to this sort of storyline with obviously all the shit that's gone down in the last mm. like four
2: days yeah one, one thing uh, Feifel said about it was um, that because Vince retired it couldn't have come at a better time for Max Dupree because now Just like bring he- him back as LA Knight <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, basically he's got. It's not hard, is it? Just just do that. Yeah. He's got a lot of people advocating for him that he's he's a really talented guy, which we all know anyway. Um, and basically, if it wasn't if Vince was still there, he probably would have been fired at this mm. point or sent to like you know um, where gimmicks go to die in main event.
0: <laughs> oh God. Uh...
1: Yeah, did we, I mean, it was it was LA Knight was a weird one, wasn't it? Because like he, he never really looked like he was going to fit on the main roster, like the, the way they had him in NXT. But at the same time, he was like well old, and he, they had to bring him up.
2: Mm. I don't Especially, know. I think if they had if they had just had him as LA Knight, he would have got well over. would have done so, it, what, what,
1: what got... you're saying is, if they hadn't have fucked around with him, he would have been fine. Yes, yeah,
2: which is <laughs> the Vince McMahon story. To, to <laughs> go. To so go back to the impact Triple H will have, I do think there'll be a lot more like continuity between like call ups. again, I mm. think that there's going to be less kind of like we're going to completely like strip everything you had in NXT and then repackage you. We're not
1: going to give you spooky contact lenses, make you shave all your hair off, and call you don't like don't worry Rick about it. or anything like that. No, don't worry <laughs> about it. Um, right before, we just before we, we wrap up the news and move on to the recaps, uh, before we head into our first break, uh, what's our official podcast position on Vince McMahon's retirements? Because, like, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it out. I don't want him to have like a comfortable, lovely retirement. I don't wish any extreme harm on him. I just hope that he has like piles or something for like quite a bit.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, um, I get the impression the way things are going he's probably going to spend a lot of it on the house arrest if if oh, um, Vinnie, Vinnie Mac on tag would be like the funniest thing ever Um these storylines
0: write themselves can you imagine
2: <laughs> like Vin like fighting parole officer because he's like broken care for you I need to be in the gym at 3am <laughs> <laughs> oh that'd be
1: incredible uh, right then we'll have our first break uh, enjoy if you're listening on jacks and if you're not you should uh, enjoy a little block party and then we'll pop back with a recap of raw and smackdown and we're back and we'll head without further ado straight into our raw recap uh, and it's just really weird doing this now isn't it because this feels like a different era Mm. like we're straddling these two shows this is a, an amazingly weird week in pro wrestling because like yeah, Monday to yeah, Friday it like, straddles the divide basically of mm-hmm. this like cataclysmic news that broke like in between them <laughs> um, which is really funny because we started out with Titus O'Neil cutting an opening promo calling WWE a safe haven
2: for everybody right why did Titus O'Neil look like he didn't know where his family were <laughs> <laughs> I've got your kids Titus <laughs> why, why did Titus uh... O'Neil look like he was probably just waiting for a racist to appear out of nowhere alongside him. <laughs> Fuck me! All, all he wanted to do was kiss his wife and kids on the mouth. Is that so much for a man to ask?
0: So weird. Stop it. <laughs> so <laughs> weird. This,
2: this is a weird promo.
1: Again, it, I, it, I, it, it it did look like you know that that um, that Simpsons gif, which is like Smithers with a gun in the guy's back. Like, that's it. Wave, smile. Everyone's having a great time. <laughs> Safe haven for everyone. Except your bloody WWE kids, if you, don't do what I'm you
2: Haven. Where are my kids? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, so that was that was a bit odd. Uh, obviously, this was was this was this kind of like the last throw of the dice. Do you reckon?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, at, at this point in the timeline, apparently Vince knew he was re- he was going to have to retire. So maybe it's like their first, like kind of like a bit of damage control, bit of damage control prior to the fucking. You can just,
1: just, just imagine all the boards sitting around like, lads, this is bad. Vince is going. He said that. We've got to
2: get out in front it, of this. Get me like... Titus so O'Neil. <laughs> it's like, you know, in like a country when wake, there's an insurrection... Wake him up. <laughs> you know, in the, like a country when there's like an insurrection and they have like the advisor go out to like, be like, everything's fine before like the insurgents like, pull the fucking statue of the dictator down. It was like that. <laughs> it's
1: just like when Roger Waters played the wall on the Berlin Wall.
0: Yes, it's exactly what it is. Like when
1: they send Bono to like a fucking civil war in Africa.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, uh, right. Moving on then. Uh, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Carmella had a promo, um, and this led to a match where Bianca Belair defeated Carmella for the war for the title. It was a title match, and then afterwards they announced Becky versus Bianca for SummerSlam. Yawn. Yep. Are we all excited for more Becky B, B,
2: Becky v Bianca? Oh.
0: no. I'm excited for Bianca I mean, in, in a match. Yeah, but so, can but we do something? And
2: Bianca had a good match at Mania.
0: Yeah, but I don't Argu- need
2: to say it again. Arguably, arguably the match of the weekend. Mm. Um, well, if if it wasn't for Sammy's versus Johnny knocks um, <laughs> I, I the, they'll have a good match. It's just a match that like it kind of played out a little bit too much. Mm. Yeah. What what if it's the swerve and Sasha Banks comes out and beats Bianca in two minutes? Oh, wow, God. they go full circle, J- Jobbing her out to all the force women
1: just contractually. <laughs> um, no, like not doing anything at the moment. Just saying. Following up. No, had, thank you. Following up. We had Riddle on the KO show again. Talk shows. They love him for some reason. Um, this was all. I mean, this was kind of clever because Riddle was like, okay, I was trying to like get him to team with him. Riddle was like, No, mate, you fucking betray everybody. Why should I do mm. that? Which, all right, at least at least Riddle's like somewhat self-aware of this, which is kind of nice.
2: <laughs> he does like a good portray.
1: And then next up we had Damien Priest, who every time I see Damien Priest's name written down, I'm astounded. He still has both of those names.
0: I mean, at one point, apparently they were gonna call him the Damien, weren't they?
1: The Damien. Is he gonna <laughs> have him have him, him dressed like a snake and come out of a bag?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh uh,
1: he beat Rey Mysterio in five minutes because that's a thing we have cool. to have on Raw
0: now. Aye. Five minutes. Brilliant. They also then,
1: after, after Rey Mysterio jobbed out, they then announced that next week was the Rey Mysterio like, legacy celebration night.
0: Awesome. Hey, here's this guy. He's been about 20 years, absolute legend in the business, but we've just had him get squashed in five minutes by... More than 20 years.
1: But Tune in next week to why you should care about Rey Mysterio's
0: 20-year anniversary. <laughs> whatever the fuck it is. Um, well, Seth, it's, it's weird. It's... it's...
2: It's his 20 year anniversary in WWE. Yeah, I was
0: gonna say because yeah, so, he's been about longer than that. Yeah, yeah. He's
2: like it's more like 25, like maybe 27, possibly right. it's,
1: it's probably close to 30, to be fair, by the time he was in WCW and yeah. all that,
2: wasn't it? But um, WWE, for some reason, just didn't want to acknowledge the fact that Ray's been wrestling a lot longer.
0: Yeah, it's mad, right. isn't it? Like we won't acknowledge your WCW run yet. We bought them out. We own them. Yeah. We own their back Yeah, have got, so, so foot- got, got all the. We've got all the
2: footage. We can show his debut if you really want to. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. When, whenever, whenever the, uh, whenever they it suits them, they'll like wheel out. Uh, oh look, Ray was at ECW. <laughs> uh, next up then that one match with Psychosis.
1: Next up then we had Seth Rollins defeated Ezekiel. Nice to see. Ezekiel slash Elias have a... I know they're different people. Uh, have a, a fairly decent match. Yeah, like nice long match for, for Raw. Anyway, it got
2: about 12 um, minutes, I think. So, it, it, uh, it... I want to see what Elrod looks like.
0: Just, Elrod. He, he's just completely
2: he's just completely smooth. Like, yeah. no, hair, no hair whatsoever. No eyebrows. No, no, not... And he just looks like an egg. Like he's Ryan should one, be. He's got one ear,
0: <laughs> Like Ryan! <laughs> 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 oh... More, more references for a very very niche group of people. <laughs> um, if then, you
2: want to so, understand these references, you can check out our Discord. Something, right, something
1: something, happened next that really upset me. So we had a match. Angela Dawkins. In fact, the rest of this show pretty much really upset me. Um, Angela Dawkins facing Amos. Uh, that ended in DQ within one minute because MVP tripped Angela Dawkins up.
0: What is the point?
1: So, it's all right. They, they, they made it better. They, they, they re-rolled it into a tag match. The Street Profits versus Omos and MVP. And that ended inside of five minutes by DQ because oh, JSO pushed uh, Angela Dawkins off the top rope.
2: Classic.
0: But why?
1: It's like, have you seen that <laughs> video where like a man like digs a goat up like, a trench and then it like immediately jumps back in? <laughs> <laughs> That's the booking equivalent of this. Like you you you, re, you pull the fucking angle out of the fire with the DQRI. The DQI will restart the match and then it just fucking get right back into that DQ. <laughs> <laughs> what,
0: what a comparison.
1: <laughs> like, why? Why do this? Just why? Um, following up with more bullshit finishes, AJ Styles beat Theory via count because Dolph Ziggler super kicked theory on the outside.
2: Dolph Ziggler is for the kids.
1: No, oh, theory's for the kids, mate. Stop it. I'm I'm saying he's probably popular. I'm I'm, 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 going to leave that there. (laughs) Make make that what you will. Um, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Following up, um, we had some women's action. We had a six-woman tag match that went three minutes. What? What? It took me longer to type this up than the match lasted.
0: (laughs) So, oh.
1: Alexa Bliss, Asker, and Dana Brooke defeated Nikki Ash, Dewdrop, and Tamina in three minutes. Not only was it a three-minute match, there was also like a, a 90-second break in that match for multiple 24-7 title changes. This is fucking pants. So, um, Dana Brooke got rolled up on the outside by Tezawa. Uh, Dewdrop won the title for a brief for like a minute, and then Dana Brooke got the title back just before the end of the match.
2: So,. Um it's good to see that they care more about the 24/7 title and the women's tag titles. Yeah.
1: And then our main event, your raw main event at the at the apex of a 3-hour show is Logan Paul on Ms. TV. <laughs> no thank you.
0: Uh,
1: I'm trying I'm trying to not be like gleefully like down like shitting on all of this but they make it so easy.
0: It's just out on a platter, isn't it? It's just <laughs> nonsense.
1: Uh, I mean, that's set up to officially announce Miz versus Logan Paul for SummerSlam, which, in fairness, is a fairly big announcement. I mean, we all knew it was yeah. happening, but still, yeah.
2: for it to effectively... Yeah, I mean, be- Logan Paul didn't look bad at at Mania. No. Like, no. He, he, I I don't know how he's going to cope in a singles match, but I mean, he's got the Miz in there. He was a consummate pro. Um. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right, so shall we move on to SmackDown real quick? So this again. So this was the interesting one. So um, Stephanie opened the show with a promo discussing Vince's retirement, which fair enough. That she then quite uncomfortable. She then started herself a thank you Vince chant.
2: Yeah, she she told people off the start. She's like, no, no, wait, let me do it. (laughs) Like big fucking white girl energy from Stephanie there. Um... (laughs) Trust (laughs) me. But I'll love...
1: Your mic's muted,
2: with Quickly, let's say bad things about WWE while they can't defend it. Uh-
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, this was kind of weird. Um, and yeah, it, made me, it made me feel a bit icky, which...
2: Um... Uh, the, the worst part was when she looked into the camera and was like, I love you, Dad, and it was like, oh, God. No, thank you. There you go, you're back. It gave me big... Stephanie comparing the steroid trial to 911 vibes.
1: Uh, as, as as a lot of people have brought up on the internet, um, that cover of WWE the magazine from about 20 years ago, with Stephanie setting a picture of Vince on fire and like the headline, Doomsday for Daddy. Yeah.
0: Uh, That's during the rounds. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, next up then, we had Ludwig Kaiser beat Nakamura after Gunther interfered. There's been a whole thing, guys, where like, Ludwig's been losing and Gunther's been chopping a- the piss out of him. Yep. And this time he helped him win. And then he he, he went to chop him and he he, he didn't because he won and then he chopped him anyway.
0: Yeah. Fuck
1: that. Um, so fair enough. At least, at least, at least they're getting on TV. It's kind of nice.
0: Yeah, I hope they actually have that. Def- Is it being defended at SummerSlam? you Who the fuck even knows? Because I know Not it more. hasn't been on a pay per view for well over a year now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, something like that. <laughs> next up then we have a promo for Liv Morgan Ronda Rousey ahead of their match at SummerSlam it just gives me the fear that they'll put it back on Ronda
0: yep I I feel like that too well thank you but Um, uh, yeah uh, I hope not I mean we'll see what what creative change Hunter will bring to it I
2: I know what that creative change is gonna be remember Charlotte Flair she's back and she's (laughs) new.
1: Well, speaking of people who are back and new, we'll talk about that in a second. But first, um, Baron Corbin attacked Pat McAfee. Uh, McAfee made it back to the ring after the break and basically challenged him to a match at SummerSlam. I I I don't even know where they're at. He either challenged him to a match at SummerSlam or he hyped up their match at
2: SummerSlam. They announced it a couple of weeks ago. All
1: right, you just said he was going to batter Well, what's the point of this segment then? You just said he was
2: going to batter him at SummerSlam. There you go. Just Corbin kicked them in the face. Yeah.
0: I I think that'll be a fun match. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it'll be good. the VAR
2: because of Pat's entrance. Yeah. Hmm.
1: And I think Corbin's underrated. I mean, I don't give a I shit think. about him, but he's a decent wrestler.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah.
1: Uh, next up, then, we had, quote, the new vicious Viking Raiders. No, thank you. Please, no. That's what they're called now.
0: But at, least why? They're no longer,
1: at least they're no longer the Viking experience, which sounds like one of those, like, vouchers you buy people for Christmas.
0: <laughs> Come <Completely>. on. <laughs> Come to York for the Viking experience. <laughs> I've done that in Union but You get to hit a coin with a hammer and everything. It's great. Isn't that where they've got that massive Viking turd on like a plinth?
1: Yes. Yes, they have. <laughs> Which is actually very accurately describes this segment.
0: There you go. That's the segue. If I were to
1: review this, I would say this match was a massive Viking turd on a plinth. Because uh, they I, beat Shanky the and Jind of the count out again. Because WWE were apparently shit scared of actual finishes.
2: I lads. <laughs> to remember a war machine? Oh, Exactly.
1: I, was, I was watching some New Japan with them in the other week.
2: It, was like, oh, man. It, it
1: just made me cry, weep, like, like, just. I, I,
2: I love, I love the fact that uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Michael Elgin had had heat with a Jeff Cobb because rather than talk about their match, he just wanted to hang out with War Machine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh they wrestled, they wrestled Kings of the North
1: in um, oh, in WCPW. Don't oh. you dare threaten me with a good time.
0: Yes, please.
1: Um, so, yeah, have a bit of that. Um, so, yeah, next up, um, Drew, Drew McIntyre cut and shillelagh in half with his sword. Cold. In a feud that has less heat than a British winter, <laughs> than a Scottish winter.
0: <laughs> Drew gave
1: Seamus and Briss. I mean, if, if Drew would have come out and given him a bath in Iron brew, it would have been more, more captivating.
0: <laughs> oh, that's, that's shocking
1: I want them that- to fight I want them to have a fight Like on location On the Giants Causeway Just like beating the shit Out of each other
2: Hang on <laughs> uh, Why are they Why are they doing this For SummerSlam And not Clash at the Castle I don't know You've got your two biggest Like
1: British and Irish stars In the company And you're, you're doing the match In America Because Drew's got to get squashed By Roman at is um, the he?
2: So, you know Yeah That train's never late, mate and then Theory's going to cash in and everyone in the arena's going to do a big old sad. Yeah. Um,
1: Raquel Rodriguez defeated Sonya Deville in about two minutes. Remember when Sonya Deville was a dead-hard MMA fighter? Oh, mm-hmm.
0: I mean, at least we're getting to see her back in the ring a little bit now, which is I mean,
1: nice. This was after she like begged Adam Pearce for a job. And he was basically, no, you got to go and fight Raquel Rodriguez instead. Okay. Uh. Uh, and then, did you, you remember that confusing booking that we all attributed to Vince McMahon? Well, no, it's still here. Uh, Lacey versus Alia didn't happen after Lacey just punched Alia and then left.
2: So, the certainly SmackDown and Raw this week uh, were both done by Bruce Pritchard and Ed Koski. So, it's going to get better, folks. Yeah. When, when Triple H gets rid of. What's gonna happen is Triple H is gonna get rid of Brother Love. He's gonna get rid of Kevin Dunn. Fucking. He's gonna he's gonna bring he's gonna bring um, Jeremy Borash up. He's gonna get Jared there. He's gonna get abyss there. It's gonna
1: going be
2: like, TNA. You're gonna cross it. the line. <laughs> yeah. TNA 2.0. Yeah, Triple H. <laughs> Triple H was desperate for war games and Vince wouldn't let him have it, so he had to put it in NXT. Now Jeff Jarrett's going to politic his way into getting a King of the Mountain. You're going to
0: get King of the Mountain, are lethal,
2: lethal Lockdown. In... <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: happening. We can't call it War Games. We need to call it Lethal Lockdown. Uh, right. It's oh. War Games,
2: but there's weapons on the roof.
1: <laughs> Following this, we have our third Street Profits match of the week that ends in DQ.
2: That's yeah.
0: Uh Maybe Street Profits and Mike Cat last defeated the USOs
1: and Theory via DQ after Theory hits on with a briefcase. Uh, and I've just put here why
0: are there no clean finishes? Yes. Has there been any clean finishes on this show?
1: Yeah, in, in the squash matches. Yeah. So what? One. Just one. So, um the only one on this on this show like we don't kind of count a count out as a clean finish was Raquel Rodriguez, Squash and Sonya Deville.
0: Why are they scared?
1: because I don't know because they haven't built anyone so everyone's so fragile they get pinned clean they'll be irrelevant forever apparently. <laughs> uh, and then That's finally the to end the show he might have gone he might have left he came back allegedly no one knows what happened uh, Brock appeared and F5 Theory so yeah, there was a
0: lot of chat that as soon as Vince had made his announcement when he was retiring that Brock just said well if he's gone I'm gone yeah
1: apparently um... Brock is fucked off like as soon yeah. as it was announced
2: yeah, he just went to a bar in Boston and it was like it was like that fucking bit during the invasion angle where Vince goes to the bar after Austin <laughs> and he's there and he convinces them to come back. He wants the old stuff and go back. We've got the old <laughs> back. It's just it's back. just, it's just bro, brother love getting redder
1: and redder. Just screaming at Brock like we need you back, Brock.
0: We've got it's nothing.
1: A-
2: We've got no end game for Roman. It's just, <laughs> is he still having, um It's Triple H going to the bar and just like oh, c- c- come on, bro. come on time to play the game Brock come on
1: <laughs> so apparently they wrote this last apparently allegedly they didn't like legitimately know if he was going to be here or not so they wrote this segment where they could or couldn't feature him if he was there or not if that makes sense so they left it open so if, if he hadn't come back it would have been fine but obviously he, he did come back so he was able to go out there and, and squash theory Brock Lesnar is for the children Rock Lesnar is in fact for right. kids
0: rock Lesnar doesn't give a fuck about your children <laughs> <laughs> He told Heath Slater so much himself. Yeah.
2: <laughs> much, uh, right much then. like Stokely Hathaway is for the baddies, Brock Lesnar is for the children. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it
1: for our WWE section. Uh, Troy, are you sticking around for a Are we gonna are we gonna say Tata for now? Ah,
0: go on, I'll, I'll stick around. Okay.
1: On our a- I know, I know,
2: how much, to... I know how much Troy wants to talk about Brody King doing an actual murder.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll oh, get into that in yeah. a second. Uh, right, we'll take another quick break. Um, we can have if you're listening on Jax, and again if you're not listening on Jax. Why, why the fuck not? Get on it. Get on um, it. But they're going to clip mm-hmm. that and put it on the radio, I think. Uh, as an endorsement. Um, we'll have some Foo Fighters and we'll have a little bit of Ramstein.
2: Nice. Uh, just before we go back and throw your microphone was a little bit tinny at the end.
1: And we're back. It's time to move on to some AEW news and reviews. Uh, we're going to start with a lot of... Injury updates, because everyone in AW is just crocked, apparently. So there's people coming back, more people are injured, a uh, bit of this, bit of that. Uh, the, the headline news, really, uh, Brian Danielson announced at San Diego Comic-Con that he has been cleared for an in-ring return and will make his comeback this week on Dynamite against uh, Daniel Garcia.
0: Fuck yeah. so oh, man- there's a whole stumps. lot of
2: happiness in that, in that headline, isn't there? So many stumps. <laughs> going to kick his fucking head in.
1: So yeah, that, that's going to absolutely slap. Can't wait for that. Uh, following on, also at San Diego Comic-Con, CM Punk announced that he was, quote, healing but not healed, said that his foot was shattered, and, quote, he was learning to walk following um, his surgery.
2: I mean, when he... we Well, we assume that he got hurt when he did that springboard, don't we? Yeah. And, like, the, the way he kind of, like... At the time, people were like, oh, he's just botched that. But like the look, looking back, the way he kind of crumbled as he did it. Yeah, like, no, was, his, no, no, he didn't botch you, His foot exploded. His <laughs> foot exploded. Yeah, um, fucking hell! A uh, speedy recovery to Phil. Jesus,
1: I, I can't think of anything I want to happen to me less in life than for my foot to be quote
2: shattered. But- the fact that he was, like, kicking people with the foot? Yeah. Apparently,
1: during his appearance at Comic-Con, he was wearing a walking booth. Uh, people who were at the show said that he appeared, like, visibly in pain while he was walking around. And right. several people backstage said that he was, like, repeatedly icing his, his foot when he wasn't out on stage. James. Yeah,
2: I, I mean, a, a broken foot can take anything from, like, two months to, like, longer to heal. I
1: mean, a couple of years... I'm sure you you, you play a lot of football, but I'm sure you've had foot injuries and you know how bad it is. Like, a couple of years ago, I broke my little toe and I mm. couldn't walk for three days.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, <laughs> you don't realise how you don't realize how, you, how much you use all of your foot to support your weight when you walk. I ruined my toe three weeks ago at a football tournament I played it. I went up for an overhead kick and it didn't connect my laces. It connected solely with my big toe. And I thought I'd broken it and it was agony. That was three weeks ago. The bruising's still there. It's still swollen and it still hurts and it's not broken. It's
1: just yeah, sprained. A yeah, because, um, just because sprain. like because every time you stand up, you put your weight on it. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> There's no way yeah. to avoid it. It's yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's agony. Uh, so we wish Punk all the best. Hope his quote foot yeah, is is back. I mean, that's, he had to have surgery. Like, it was so broken, he had to have surgery on it. Like that's how that's how bad yeah, it was. Um, apparently, if he, least... if, he, if he hadn't had the surgery, he might not have been able to. It won't heal properly. He might not be able to like wrestle ever again.
2: Basically. At least, at least while he's injured, he can uh, write more Thor comics. Yeah. <laughs> he, <I laughs> um, did that month
1: or. Moving away from Ingrid News for a second then, according to Daddy Dave, Dave Meltzer, AEW is working on plans for a debut show in Canada. There are tentative plans to hold a show in Toronto with the belief that they could draw 30,000 fans.
0: Would that be their biggest one today? Yes,
2: it would. Yeah. Yeah. I I think they've been very smart in the sense that obviously, like, the pandemics kind of played a part into it, but the sense that they've held off, like in certain markets. So, like mm. when they, because they they only did like the first like California show this year, and yeah, Then when they did, like they they sold out. Mm. Um, like, when, when
1: they come over to the UK, the, the fans are going to be fucking
2: fell. Yeah. Oh mate, like I I genuinely think they could like they could do like a fifty thousand in the UK if it was a big like if it was really? like a
1: special diner like a
2: fight for the fallen or like a beach break or. They did the, if they did full gear in the UK, they could do fifty thousand easy. Okay. Moxley versus CM Punk. Yeah, Moxley Punk made events. Moxley Pack. Hmm. Oh, Moxley Pack. <laughs> I don't know,
0: like, I've, I've asked this question a few times, like about them and the the arenas in which they have stuff. And hmm. the biggest is it the biggest one today is still the Arthur Ashe?
1: One. Arthur Ashe, yeah. yeah 40 yeah. Uh, no, I 20, thought
2: it was a bit more. 20,000?
1: 20, it 20, ish thousand I thought it was like twenty-four thousand. Yeah, that's right, because they did fifteen for so Bindo, didn't they? Yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um, like what's stopping them from doing bigger arenas in the States? Could they do it? Or is it a fear that they, they get a fear they won't sell
1: like... out because if you look at where AW run, they <laughs> tend to they tend to run the same markets repeatedly. So they run Chicago a lot, yeah. they run Florida a lot, they run <laughs> New York a lot. They tend to stick to like the, the mid the mid the mid to east of the states.
2: Right. To be fair, whenever they run dailies place and whenever they ru- they run um, Chicago, they sell them out. Um, and then there's all, there's been other markets where they've gone to, and it's not been like for some reason Georgia. They just can't seem to fucking.
1: And it's it's, it's boggles my mind that they don't sell out in Missouri. Who'd have thought?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so but yeah, and that's that's why I question it because. They go, oh, you say, oh, they come over here, they could do 50,000, but they're based in the States. And even uh, in places like Florida, where they're based, they're still only going. At, like, yeah,
1: but they run Florida like every other month, whereas yeah. they've never, in I three think- years, they've not done a UK show. Uh, yeah. they, they are, They. I mean, it doesn't mean an awful lot, but they are the most watched, wrestling show in the UK.
2: Mm. I, I do, I think, I think as well, it's down more to the fact that it's more like the kind of like rarity of the show coming to the UK. Like, I suppose
0: when you get WWE doing like house shows like yeah two, three times a year and novel uh, wears off whereas they've never like, been here.
2: Say
1: say they're getting two hundred thousand people a week watching AW in the UK, but between fight and ITV. TV. Are yeah. you telling me one in four of those people who watches wrestling every week won't want to go to the live show?
0: True. Can you put it like yeah. that, yeah.
2: And then then you get then you get the fact that there's like families as well who will like Maybe the, maybe the kids watch WWE and they recognise like Brian Danielson from when he was there or CM Punk, like, or- CM Punk's or- there, Box. or John Moxley, yeah. Or, yeah, Jericho, Matt Hardy, like Jeff Hardy, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like there's there's a lot of a lot of like that like that kind as well. I, I think the the main sticking points because obviously look at Clash of the Castle where the, the ticket sales were a bit abysmal. Because uh, of charging the earth
0: for tickets. Yeah, that's too <laughs> that, much
2: that was that was what I was getting to. Is the mm. price point like mm. I can I can say I think they do fifty thousand and I do think they do it, but the price point has to be right. Like, well, I mean, they do they do tickets in the US for like twenty nine dollars starting. Yeah, from... yeah
0: the tickets in the states are fairly well priced, aren't they? They were
2: they were selling they were selling tickets on the day that they'd made like they just made available because they had like got like some of the production stuff out when a uh, punk debuted for like six dollars. Yeah, damn. Um, because they just wanted to like, they wanted to like fill the fill don't, the place. Don't um, forget, if
1: they do a UK show, it's highly rumored that it'll be in Craven Cottage, which they own. Which so there would be no there would like, be
2: no venue thing. What's what's Craven Cottage's uh, capacity? I don't know. I think it's like sixteen, maybe. Um, uh,
0: it is twenty five thousand seven
2: hundred. Oh,
1: god! Don't forget, you'd, you'd lose some of that.
2: I think, is that, is that including, um... It says, it says on Wikipedia, its capacity is 19,359. So twenty twenty five, then you'd imagine would be with, like, people sitting on the pitch. Yeah, don't forget, you lose,
1: like, a stand as well for the backstage area. You always you've got to factor that in. That's very true.
0: I mean, their, their record attendance is 49,300. Yeah, but... Against, that... against Millwall in 1938. Yeah, that was,
2: that <laughs> was, that was, that, that was a stand times. So that was, uh...
0: That that was the that was
2: pre health and safety,
0: mate.
1: <laughs> right, we'll move it on then. Um, we've got some some sad injury. We've got some good injury news, and now we've got some bad injury news. Um, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter has reported that Matt Jackson suffered a stinger in last week's Triple Threat Tag Match, and will be out for a few weeks. They did note that it wasn't a particularly bad one. He hasn't got any loss of strength or anything. That he passed the strength test when he got back to the back, so he hasn't got any like sort of lingering like bad effects. He's just a bit sore.
2: Yeah. um, Meltzer said that uh, from when he spoke to Matt that he thinks it was when he tried to do the double Northern Lights on Hobbs and Keith Lee, which, I mean... Well, he, he literally threw his back right.
1: out trying to lift, like, all
2: that meat. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yes, yeah, speedy recovery to Matt because he went on to fucking take some silly bums on that match. Yeah.
1: Uh, the, the match ended with him literally catching Keith Lee as he came over the top roof. Yeah. So, fair play. Uh, Some more positive injury news then. Um, Two more bits to to end off the the news section. Uh, First of all, Adam Cole appeared on the WrestleBuddies podcast to provide an injury update. He said he was, quote, on the track to recovery, praised (laughs) AW for taking good care of him, and claimed that he felt he was, quote, moving forward every single week.
2: Yeah. um, One thing that that really impressed me about this was that apparently Cole said that he felt good to return. Yeah. And Tony can't turn around. I was like, no, no. I want you. I want you to get back to one hundred percent. So you so, have people, like.
1: It was a very. St- it was a very um Kenny Omega situation as well. I think you said it was like a lot of like just wearing yeah. to their injuries. Like he'd been fourteen years on the road, and like he'd never really took any time off. And it was just like mm. a, like with Kenny. It was just a build up of like all these little niggling injuries that had, like been bothering him for years. Yeah, and and uh, then I, it was and then it was sort of punctuated by that concussion for the door, wasn't it? So. Yeah, I, I like the fact that they.
2: He was putting pressure on himself to return and they've just kind of turned around. We've gone, no, no, there's no pressure. Like, yeah, you take all the time you need. Like, you don't, you don't see that enough in wrestling. Sometimes so it's like, like it's like
1: we've got, we've got soon. Bobby back now. It's fine. Don't worry about it.
2: Yeah, Bobby Fish is back. Bobby- you can take all the time you need. But Bobby Fish is there selling tonics and elixirs for healing. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just put the belt on Bobby. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, and one final piece of news, the big one, the one we've all been waiting for. Uh, Fightful.com's Sean Ross Sapp, top lad, has reported that AEW talent and staff have been told that Kenneth Omega is nearing a return.
2: Oh, boy. He's oh, Osprey, he a V-trigger. Will
1: The best belt <ballot> machine. <laughs> Will Ospreay's in danger. He beat his Nando's for a yeah. fucking straw
2: yeah he's going to knee up so fucking hard that he's going to be drinking fucking Nando smoothies <laughs> uh,
1: although no time frame has been given uh, back in february tony Khan told pw insiders mike johnson that omega would be back quote, at some point in 2022
2: well um, we'll we'll get into the um into what happened on dynamite in a minute but yeah, i think I was gonna say,
1: for, for anybody who's not familiar with the creeping inevitability of time we are vastly running out of
0: 2022 yeah.
2: More than halfway uh, through it now. Yeah. Uh, also, um, on Dynamite, they started sort of planting the seeds, didn't they? Mm. Yep. Pl- plant- planting the seeds that a certain cleaner might be on his way back.
1: But know, it was it was it's it's going to be great. I mean, it's it's mad to think that AEW. All right, some of the people a lot of people have said like, oh, it's not quite as hot as it was this time of last year with like the the Omega Hangman Page feud. But then you look at the injury list, and you're like, okay, the very fact that they're still putting on like mildly compelling television is a miracle, mm-hmm. based on how many people are injured. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: And also the fact that they're elevating guys like um, we were talking about the tag team title match last week, and that was like kind of like a vehicle to kind of bring um. Keith and Swave and Starks and Hobbs up to like the sort of like upper mid-card main event level yeah, of the tag yes. division um, and you look at you look at guys who are kind of getting a bit more opportunities than they would like to catch as a prime example yeah like if it wasn't if it, it mean, wasn't for just- this it- we wouldn't be getting to catch the versus, like Mox or Kings,
1: just having the ability to have someone with the talent of catch he can just slot into that. Like he can just fight Kony, you? you know, he can just put him in Mox, and it's, it's like a compelling match, and it was it Who's was awesome.
0: the to signed to
1: DDT, <laughs> broke
0: Oh DDT, oh okay.
1: <clears throat> he was he's a former DDT World Champion. DDT obviously famously being that um, that pay per view company that has the the never heavy metal championship. Where Which is,
0: anyone or anything can win it.
1: Yeah, where the belt yeah. has been its own champion <laughs> after, uh, it pin, after it pinned the champion.
2: I, I, I like, I like the fact that at one point, like all the people watching a live stream, won because uh, yeah, um, the, the camera fell po- on top of the guy. A podium with an iPad that was filming it fell onto the champion and pinned him. So
1: everyone watching the live stream became co-champion. <laughs>
0: But yeah, DDT's cool. DDT's yeah. fucking incredible, man. Honestly, oh, if you're not watching it, he...
2: batshit crazy. I've
0: seen some I... of it. It's fucking <laughs> nuts. There's,
2: there's, that, there's that like match where Minoru Suzuki hits someone with a car. <laughs> <laughs> like right. uh, Chris Brooks had a match there in a fucking water park. He goes, he goes down a water slide, putting someone into a figure four. leg like, look, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking incredible. I love these throw. It's the most batshit crazy promotion
1: (laughs) Uh, right we'll have another quick break and we'll pop back with a Dynamite Rampage recap Uh, if you're on Jack's radio again if you're not get on it Uh, you're going to have a little bit of system down to ease you into the next segment so we'll see you all real soon and we're back we'll pop right into this week's review or recap of Dynamite and we start with uh, Brody King defeating Darby Allin by technical murder I believe is the only way to describe it yeah
0: (laughs) Bye. <laughs> oh God!
1: Uh, well, you, uh, you know this is going to be a good one. When like thirty seconds in, he just grabs Darby by his belt and throws him like as hard as
2: he can to the guardrail.
0: <laughs> this was both compelling and uncomfortable to watch. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I think Brody King's quickly becoming my favourite wrestler.
1: Remember, it was it you a couple of months ago? he was like, "Why aren't they letting the guys from House of Black wrestle singles matches?" And yeah. now they're basically just making Brody King like the Antichrist. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what, oh. What's funny is you see the way he's launching Darby Allen about go... Be careful, mate. Half your roster are crocked. If you're doing this <laughs> to everyone. You're fucked. You're having no one by the end of the year.
1: Darby goes. I mean, Darby is like technically
0: invincible, I think. He's yeah. He's not like stretched Armstrong, and he, he just bounced yeah, off yeah. anything before and he gets straight back up.
2: Yeah, I mean this 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 was, <laughs> like, was not chicken.
0: <laughs>
1: this was it, was. it was. It was. It was what happens when you bring someone with the most like brutal offense together with probably your best seller in Derby Island. Yeah. And you end up with a match. that like you said, Troy was was both captivating
2: and deeply uncomfortable to watch. Uh, I, I love I love the fact that uh, at Comic-Con as well, Brody and uh, Malachi mm. and Darby and just like laid them out on the table and Malachi was like, any questions? <laughs> and then Dan Brody put awesome. on Twitter, it was like, Darby, mate, stop putting on Twitter. Where are you going to be? Because we'll just come and find you. <laughs> I, I lo- Turn I your lo-
0: location setting off.
2: <laughs> I, I love the way they're kind of with this feud, though, they're really thinking outside the box with like ways to kind of keep it, like keep the mm-hmm. heat going. Like uh, Brody just randomly attacking Derby during a signing. Yeah. With Fair. fucking brilliance. And then like it going viral on Twitter. And that obviously, um yeah. I, I fucking loved this. I thought it was so cool.
1: Match, yeah. The match ending was great as well. So, they, they did a, re, a thread of the spot where um, Brody choked Darby out and they just dropped him on the outside. Mm. And then Darby just like struggled to get in the ring for the 10 count. And then, as soon as he got in, he just gonzo so bombed.
0: Which, look, the, the oh, all, that was horrible. The
2: <laughs> all the move. Yeah.
0: Complete disregard for the neck and the spine of the opponent. <laughs> So after oh, the match,
1: it. they do a little more of a beatdown. Sting pops up, goes to Scorpion, Death Drop, Brody, Malachi appears, does a sick on Sting, and then Miro turns up, and he's wearing sunglasses for no reason whatsoever.
0: Because oh. he's just been to see Top Gun Maverick.
1: <laughs> and one lens is,
0: like, darker than the other, the one on his left. like He had an eye patch yeah, underneath. You, 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 you,
1: can't see, you can't see his left eye for, for reasons that aren't important. <laughs>
2: <laughs> M- Miro in the House of Black will beat four. Oh, oh,
0: God. oh. oh.
2: As much as I want the Kings of the Black Throne to win the tag titles, if we get Miro and Brody King just murderous people, <laughs> that, that would make me a happy man.
1: Uh, right, then moving on. I mean,
2: Buddy Matthews has already just like been going all around Australia doing murders on people. Like fucking, he's going to come back yeah, soon as well. Just been slaying the entire outback. Yeah.
1: In the name <laughs> of the house. It's great. Come, he's going to come bumped. back with like a bag full of dead snakes, and you "Look what I killed." Yeah. <laughs> He said everything they said the everything Australia matter. is really dangerous. Yeah, look at me. So <laughs>
0: oh. fucking dingo slumped over his shoulder.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, moving on then. We had John Moxley right, and Willie John Moxley <laughs> and Willie to beat the best friends. Fun match, not in great consequence. Um mm. Chuck and Chuck and Trent look decent. They got a fair it, bit in.
2: This was so uh, you said the other week on the AW review, um John Moxley has like this innate ability to beat the shit out of people but make them feel important. And he did that with the best friends here, like Chuck Taylor. Genuinely, that's the best he's looked in all of AEW for me. Yeah, uh, like just, just John Moxie letting him just give him a fucking awful waffle for reason.
1: I was gonna say there was that bit in the middle where Chuck was just giving it awful waffles like he was running a sinister bakery.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sinister bakery
2: i I love i love the bit as well where trent and chuck just like kept giving wheeler pile drivers for reasons (laughs) it's
1: like right you left so now we're just gonna break your neck (laughs) and it's just like okay
2: we're just going to give you part also um the there was a really good story point where um like after after you to pin chuck chuck just looked so sad that like his boy was leaving him
1: yeah, and it was specifically like because tr- uh, Chuck like trained you there, like that was he was his mentor. Yeah. Um I love. I also love how Trent like since he came back like last year, Trent's whole personality is now just neck trauma for himself and others. <laughs> yeah, it's alright, mate. He's got a new one. Yeah, it's like just test driving this new neck. Um, yeah. Like we know that they crash cars into walls to test the airbags. It's very much it's sort of <laughs> the same principle.
2: Yeah, there was a lot of scatty neck bumps for Trent. Just mock kneeing him at one point in the neck was. It made me sad.
1: Uh, right, let's pop along. Next up, we had Swerve and Lee, tight team celebration. Nice little moment to them two guys in the ring. Uh, Interrupt Mark Sterling. Uh, Kevin Gates was there. He's like a, a rapper, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not yeah. familiar with his work, but yeah, he was... People seemed into him. When he... Like
1: the crowd seemed into yeah. him. Uh, I, I think he was a hometown
0: guy. Wasn't I was just yeah. about to say, I wonder oh, if he was from there.
1: Yeah. Uh, Mark Sterling, tra- again, tries to get him to sign this petition, even though he's clearly Swerve's mate. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm not going to petition to get my mate removed from the company. So he punches Tony, uh, Kevin Gates punches Tony niece and then Swerve hits Mark Sterling
2: with the cake. Because no one wears a cake like Mark Sterling. Mark Mark Sterling sold that incredibly like the time the time and where he had like that ch- all that chocolate cake on his face, and then he opened his eyes. Like, <laughs> and then Swerve Swerve
1: because like Swerve just, like takes a bit off of his finger and tastes it. and he's like, oh yeah, that's good cake. <laughs> It was good fun. And
2: um, in the background, just like, ooh.
1: Keith <laughs> Lee's looking, looking <laughs> real sexy in the background. All uh, right, oh. next up then, Christian Cage and Luchasaurus squashed the Barsky Bonds, bit of a nothing match. Post-match, big news, Jungle Boy came back. Uh, Luchasaurus appeared to rejoin him. You don't know whether that's, how that's going to play out, whether that's... Uh, there was no... It all happened very quickly and there was no... Mm. like Nothing was confirmed. He sort of like, moved out of the way, so he could like, chase Christian and then Christian just did a runner because he's a house. So, yeah.
2: Jungle boy got a monster pop as well. Oh yeah, when that music hit, I mean, no
1: one was expecting it, really. So when that music hit, oh. it, was, it was a big deal. Which is pretty awesome. Uh, next up, Ricky Starks defeated Cole Carter, the former your your former boy Troy, from the NXT. Oh, Cole Carter is Donovan Two Dimes. Oh, Two names. Dimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck, so, of course he is. Ricky Starks got yep. a pro one him before, and he went. Um, he said, "Yeah, you were sleeping with the fishes, but today you're swimming with the sharks."
0: <laughs> Super. Uh, this is
1: a fine match. dark looks continues to look great. Um, really, Ricky like Stark
2: and the Lord's work as usual. Yeah, that spear
1: he hit was oh, superb. Oh, uh, chef's kiss. Everyone uh, else
2: the, ma- the spear.
1: After the match, yeah, issued should not been challenged. You won, obviously. After the match, he should have be been challenged. Dan has accepted. He was going to fight straight away, but this is Dan has was like, oh, no, you know what? the next of it, so we'll do it
2: next week. <laughs> I think has beaten Starks with the belt. Uh, Starks gonna Starks
1: gonna murder Dan Housen, and then Hook's gonna come up and tell him to fuck, like, knock it the fuck off, and then it's gonna be Hook for Starks, and Hook will beat them.
0: Hook will take it. Yeah, yeah. that's a shout.
1: That's, yeah. that's, that's that's what I mean. That's what I think might happen. Well, you know, we never know. That's what I like what AW. You never know what's gonna
2: happen. It's great. I, um, I feel I feel like Starks is primed for bigger things though.
1: Yeah, you need to get that like, belt off him at some point and get him into like a proper title picture. Which I, think is I, over the I find
2: next it sequence. well. I find it interesting the fact that they've purposely held off Starks and Punk. For me, that makes me think that maybe when Punk's 30 is going to be one of his defenses. Yeah, very possibly.
0: Promos between them. Oh, <gasps> uh,
1: next up then, FTR cut a really cool Good. promo. Uh, Dax talking about his daughter holding uh, a in her hearth, and she basically worked really hard I to get old and at the fame view he's going to fight like an eight-year-old girl and they actually released a, a t-shirt that said fight like an eight-year-old girl with all proceeds going to the American Art Association which was great awesome lovely stuff um, FTR I mean it, it's, it's mad isn't it how like FTR just turned face because everyone just realised how top people they were mm. it was just like they, just, they, they didn't do anything particularly they just started being nice and everyone was like oh yeah they're actually they're like, oh, really yeah. brilliant. <laughs> they're actually really really <laughs> lovely people yeah uh, awesome. next up Jay Cargill, Kira Hogan defeated Athena and Willow Nightingale. It's the match where um, Chris Statlander was scratched last minute because Layla Gray wasn't medically clear to compete. They made it into a big deal though, so they did a promo at the start, and it was like yeah, Stokey Hathaway said so that you can't. They made Chris Statlander seem like a big threat, hmm. like Stoby specifically picked her not to compete, and it made her seem like a big deal. And it, I still what? think what? I still I still think it's up in the air between Statlander and Athena over who takes the belt off Jade.
2: Mm. Well, it was it was interesting, wasn't it? Because there was that backstage promo when they were talking about it, where Athena was like, I think the AEW women's title looked better around your waist. Yeah. And the TBS title looked really good around mine. I
1: think there's so, going to be some but, dissension there. I think there's going
2: to be a little... a little. Yeah, it was, it was almost like Athena was like, go, oh, you go after the Rose. Yeah, no, you, you, have, you have the
1: other one. i love this one. Yeah, it's just like... Uh, this yeah. match was really fun. Uh, Willow Nightingale always pledged to see her. She's phenomenal. Um, so and there was that really cool bit in the middle where Athena and Cargo just beat the shit out of oh, each other.
2: my God, the chemistry those two had. Like, yeah. I can't wait for a singles match between those two. It's going to be outstanding.
1: It was lovely. Uh, there was a bit, like, towards the end, where, like, on the outside, where Cargo just threw Athena, like, super hard into the steps. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then gave Willow the jaded for the win, which was nice. Uh, and then the main event... We we won't talk about it as all the way through. But we'll, just, we'll just sort of the highlights because this was Chris Jericho who defeated Eddie Kingston in a barbed wire everywhere match, and I've just written it in my notes. Just madness. Madness. <laughs> so within the first thirty seconds, Eddie Kingston takes Justin Roberts' microphone, which has barbed wire wrapped around it, like grates it against Chris Jericho's forehead to bust him open, then screams Shark Week into the microphone, and then keeps battering Jericho <laughs> with it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow. within like the first 90 seconds jericho is pissing blood he's had his nuts dropped onto the barbed wire he's not wearing jeans because he's an idiot
2: um he's wearing... As, it was all ripped up wasn't it yeah
1: yambag what was he what did he call it what did Taz call it like sliced up yambag i think he said like yambag yeah wow <laughs> uh, big turning That's points awful. um Ruby soho was was in charge of the shark cage ty came out to try and get it off her then Anna Jay came out to sort of try and talk sense to ty but then she turned heel and attacked ruby and then Annie J lowered down the shot cage Ty couldn't open the the lock and um, this is my favourite part of the match, so Ty was trying to open the lock and the key's fucked up and Jen... The general appreciation that you've got to get in the ring to break up a pin. So, Daniel Garcia and uh, Angelo Parker just slip through the bars and run into the ring. And you've got Mike, Matt Menard and Jake Hager like, just in the cage, like, we're too big to get through them bars, mate. What are doing? <laughs>
2: Matt Menard is too swoll to get through.
1: <laughs> 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 I loved it. That was my favorite moment. Like, Daniel, really good audible call by Garcia and Parker. Because um, yeah. they, they had to break up, like, Eddie Kingston was going for a pin and they had to break it up. Mm. Um, so, then Blackpool Combat Club come down with Ortiz and run everyone off. But then, obviously, one thing we all at the start of the match was like, why isn't Sammy in the shark cage? Reasons. Uh, he turned up at the end, interfered, and him and Jericho were able to take Kingston out with a um, barbed wire-assisted uh, Judas effect. Mm-hmm. It was. I mean, it was a it was a really fun match. Eddie Kingston's back was cut to shit by the end of it. Like Jericho got suplexed off the apron through a barbed wire table. Uh, Jericho literally broke his nose because a chair fell on him. Yeah, barbed wire The ring bell had barbed wire on it. It was it was it was pure silliness in yeah. the best possible way. Absolute yeah. chaos.
2: I think the wrong guy won though.
1: Uh, mm. Jericho, Jericho's the pain maker. Never lose, right? Does he? It's Jericho's No, nah,
2: but like I think Eddie needed to like because the whole the whole point of that match was Eddie's like obsessed with he wants to like beat Chris Jericho. Yeah,
1: he yeah, wants to hurt Chris Jericho. That's true. And he and did, he did cause after, after the match. He threw him into the old of barbed wire and got his got the final laugh. The, far, by the web. Yeah, and it ended with Jericho screaming and twitching in the barbed wire, which was quite quite nice. Yeah. Um.
0: So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> lovely, <laughs> lovely.
1: Fun. And that that match was like literally almost the entire second hour of of Dino. It was like 35, 40 minutes of of mm. just insanity. And it's on, this this was on a network television show. Yeah, that's true. And it was hilarious. It was it was madness. Right, moving on then to uh, Rampage. We start out with Adam Page and John Silver taking on the Butcher and the Blade, uh, defeating them. Uh, this this started yep. last week because Jeff, um, John Silver gave the Butcher a t-shirt that said Butcher and gave the Blade a t-shirt that also said Butcher.
2: Yeah. It, <laughs> he's, it, but the whole backstage thing was that John Silver just wanted to tell the Butcher that he's his favourite wrestler.
1: Yeah. And then the Butcher and the Blade um, started beating him up.
2: Yeah. And um, Took out Alex Reynolds and Hangman made the save. This was what I was saying about the Kenny thing. I feel like we're going to get Hangman, Silver, and Reynolds versus Kenny in the books. Yeah. Mm. That's what I feel like we're probably going to get it all out because yeah, it was a fun
1: match. Um, Hangman looked good. He got the win for the bookshot, which was nice. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had a Claudio promo, which basically him telegraphing saying that he'd never won the Ring of Honor World Championship. Yeah and he had the opportunity to, and, you know, maybe he did, who knows, we'll find out in a minute. Uh, good promo, though. I mean, people say Claudio can't talk, or he's got
0: charisma, but no, fuck me, he really ah, can't. fuck it, of course he can, he's brilliant.
2: Claudio's, like, so understatedly charismatic. Yeah, he
1: can do more with like, his body language,
2: like, char- charisma is the most
1: people can on the mic. You've,
2: <laughs> just, you've just gotta, like, watch him, like, when, um, when, like, the party were doing, like, you know, and he's just fucking hilarious, like, <laughs> yeah, te- yeah. telling dad jokes, and getting annoyed when he, like, makes mistakes. He's just he's just a really funny guy. Yeah. Uh,
1: Lee Moriarty beat Dante Martin by cheating. I hold in the ropes. Uh, really fun match. Lee Moriarty, Dante Martin, two of the rising stars in AW. Lovely to see them. Uh, Matt Seidel's mad at Moriarty um, afterwards and chunks into to a match next week, which is going to beat some respect into him. Uh, after the match, Stokely Hathaway offers Moriarty his business card, but he refuses.
2: I'm I'm hoping this is, like, a push for Lee Moriarty
1: intrigue. I mean, it certainly is. They're certainly high on Lee Moriarty. He's been in a couple of storylines now.
2: Actually. That is fucking awesome! Yeah, he's so good. Great. Uh,
1: next up, Britt Baker and Jamie Hater defeated Sky Blue and Ashley Dambros. Uh, very fun. Nothing, nothing really special in this match, but it was nice to see Britt and Jamie do the business.
2: Oh, that that fucking finish was just murder! But Jamie just beating,
1: um, was it Ashley Dambros, like unconscious and then tagging Britt and so she could lock to her was
2: it? Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Larry and uh, that damn water in the back of the fucking head. Yeah.
1: Uh, next up, time we had something we don't tend to see on AEW an awful lot. We had a vignette, mm-hmm. which is not very AEW. Yeah. The last time I think we got one of these was for Wardlow's debut, way back when.
2: It was fucking
1: um, the start of the start of Dynamite, basically at the very very start.
2: It was there was a pay view, uh, all out. Yeah. The- so this was, this was a
1: vignette for the debut of Ari Devari, Uh which is interesting because he was the guy who formed the stable on Dark with Parker Bordeaux, isn't he?
2: They were on oh, the, yeah, yeah. the yeah. ROH Zero Hour as well, weren't they? Yeah. Um, uh, the
1: Trustbusters. Yeah. So i am be interested to see if he's dynamite bound. It'd be interested to see. Mm-hmm. Um, then we'll talk about the real highlight of the show. Max Caster defeated Austin Gunn in a rap battle.
0: <laughs> this was
1: this was emceed by Lil Scrappy a man who I have no idea who he is no nope,
0: no clue uh, but he was
1: really good he was he was providing like commentary and like, okay. like it, was, it was a bit of, like towards the end of um, Austin Gunn's first phrase like Billy Gunn jumped in with a socket at the end and uh, Lil Scrappy was on the mic like oh the daddy jumped in
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lil Scrappy took
2: a bump as well Lil Scrappy bump. yeah you
1: got, you got daddy ass and Hamlet, uh, it's a really really fun rap A loads of good references to a lot of WWE references uh, references to Max Caster dating Crystal Atlander to being one of Bobby Lashley's sisters um, my favourite one was um, talking about Austin Gunn uh, he couldn't cut it in Ring of Honour and then he basically said Tony Khan bought the promotion just to burn your
2: match footage Damn. <laughs> yeah Austin Gunn's actually like as well like a legit good rapper like yeah. he, uh, he opened up he opened up for Max Caster on a couple of his gigs, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, towards the
1: end, though, Austin Gun can't. He can't hang. He chokes. He starts crying. Starts screaming. I'm not an ass boy.
2: But Billy Ass and the Ass Boys are like somehow have become like one of the most entertaining things on who, all of it. Who had the
1: Acclaimed and the Gun Club down as one of the feuds of the second half of the year in AEW?
2: <laughs> not me. I, I, re- I really want the Acclaimed to. Uh, to um, tag with Danhausen,
1: I think that's where this might be going. I think it might be the acclaimed Danhausen versus Billy Gunn and the yeah, that was Daddy yeah. the Um All right, and then on to the main event in inverted commas because uh, it was not the most special match. It was just a, it was just a nice heater for Jay Lethal going into his match with Samoa Joe. Uh, Jay Lethal beat
2: Christopher Daniels. It was
1: a fine match. I guess it, uh, it, for me, the, the wrap up was the highlight of the show. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the, the big talking point was uh, Jay Lethal went for the muscle buster and yeah, he, uh, also after the match did the kikina clutch on the outside. Yeah, so he's just like just, <laughs> he was sort of like <laughs> whining Joe up, wasn't he, with his bits and bobs? As, as you've got a massively coked up Sunjay, does <laughs> scream at the camera. <laughs> Someone,
1: this is gonna be a new show! So someone at the ring I'll talk about it now because I forget when we talk about Ring of Honor in a sec, but someone at the Ring of Honor show had like a cut out pencil, cardboard pencil in the, <laughs> in
0: the crowd. <laughs>
1: I really enjoyed. Uh,
2: uh right, that'll wrap us up I on doing the fucking laws with it.
1: <laughs> That'll wrap us up on our AEW bit. Um uh, we will have a quick break. Uh, are you sticking around, Troy, or are you gonna pop off at this point? Uh
0: so we're gonna talk spoilers. I'm going to
1: pop off then. No worries yeah, man please. it's been a pleasure to have you. Um, Troy is popping off. You guys stick around though if you're on jacks so you're going to get some arctic monkeys and a bit of the cure. So we'll see you all after the break Peace out And we're back to the final part of the show. We're going to be talking it says rest of world but it's it's 95% ring of honour this week for, for obvious reasons. Yeah uh, as you can imagine. So we'll crack straight into the news because boy we've got some
2: big ones here Boy, howdy.
1: Uh, we're leading off with the news that Jonathan Gresham has requested his release from AEW slash Ring of Honor, according to Fightful.com. Uh, Gresham allegedly had a heated discussion with Tony Khan before the Depth of on a pay-per-view, and has since deleted his Twitter account and the account of Terminus.
2: Yeah, um, what well, Fightful kind of, like, mooted was that, as opposed to kind of stepping away from, like, AEW and Ring of Honor, he was just... Outright stepping away from wrestling.
1: Yeah, that's one of the claims. And the reason he came out without his gear was because if it was his
2: last match, he wanted to wrestle as himself. Yeah. Um, I, I know he's been dealing with, like, mental health problems and uh, some other stuff as well. Uh, this and, year- and, and,
1: and he does get so much abuse on Twitter. Like, it's unreal. Like, yeah, had-
2: like, just... I mean, he's... For me, he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Like, he's outstanding... Uh, and he gets a lot, a lot of uh, stuff because of his size. Um, unfortunately, a lot of stuff because of his race as well. Um, yeah. But if and- I mean,
1: if he is done, then I wish him all the best for what he does next. If he doesn't want to come back, I hope he comes back when he's ready and he continues to just tear it up in the ring, basically.
2: Yeah, I agreed. Um, he needs to do what's best for him. Like that's the main thing. Uh, yeah. Uh- and I know with Terminus as well. I know because obviously they had the show um and they've kind ca- they've kind of been like plagued by like
1: yeah it's just it just terminus own... Tem- hasn't caught fire has it the way that like you'd, you'd have hoped it would have
2: yeah like the he had, he had his match with Takeshda and literally like every single match that Jonathan Gresham had in the terminus ring the finish has been fucked up by the referee and this this was no exception uh it was them like he even caught a promo and said that uh that the match was meant to go to a draw, and the referee just kind of stopped it with four seconds to go because Gresham was like doing hammer and elbows on Takeshita, yeah. and to hit him after like after the fact, and it was like what the fuck? Um,
1: yeah, right then, not the yeah. only well, not the only person to be gone from Ring of Honor and AEW. Apparently, Tully Blanchard also looks to be done with the promotions for the foreseeable future. It was announced mm-hmm. during the pre-show on Saturday that Prince Nana had taken over Tully Blanchard Enterprises, which he'd renamed the Embassy. Not popping me like a motherfucker yeah. because you love to see it.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, this I is apparently
1: that. apparently Tully couldn't make it to the show because he was busy with prison prison missionary work.
2: Yeah, he Tully's a um he's a priest, isn't he? Yeah. When I mean, he's a born-again Christian, he goes
1: into prisons and tells people that they're not it's not too late for them and all that shit. Yeah. Um uh, Tony Khan has said though that you know he's open to working with Tully again in the future. So it sounds like this is just a a, a circumstances thing, but Tully just hasn't got the time to, to do it, basically. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so I mean, it's good, and it's great to see Prince Nanaba. That's, that's that's an old school ring of honor. Watch it.
2: Yeah. I saw, so I didn't watch, I still haven't seen the pre show of um, of Death Before the Um, so I, I didn't know what was happening. I just saw Prince Nana just like kind of walk that ringside <laughs> about five minutes into Claudio Gresham. He, he didn't
1: even come out with Gresham, the just appears like halfway yeah. through the match.
2: And I was just like, Where the fuck's Prince Nana? What the fuck's going on?
1: <laughs> I Right, and one last piece of rest of the world news. PW Insider has reported that Nick Aldis has, quote, magma heat in the NWA, with Billy Corgan confirming this during an appearance on Buster Open Radio and also confirming that Aldis would be replaced in his scheduled NWA 74 title match by Tyrus.
2: Yay. So this is weird because Aldis is still wrestling on the show. Yeah, but they just talk about the title match. Um, I think it's a work. I mean apparently
1: because, apparently he is like a pain in the ass to work with them.
2: Yeah, I remember I remember Zicki Dice when he left uh NWA, he said that Nick Ald didn't like him and he was basically just burying him to like Billy Corgan all the time. Yeah. Um, because he wasn't like how what he saw as a professional wrestler, which I mean bit of a dick move. Um
1: Yeah, come on, Nick it, get it, get you out the
2: game. Um Yeah. Um but one thing that screams work to me is that, like, one of the com, one of the, um, not commentators, one of the, like, interviewers in NWA was blocked by Nick Alders on Twitter and he went, Oh, look at this and, like, tweeted a picture of it. And NWA retweeted it. Oh, and okay. They've been tweeting a lot about it, which makes me think they're trying to, like, kind of do, like, a work shoot.
1: Fair. Um, fair. Right then. Well, um, we'll have another quick break another bit of music on Jack's. Uh, we'll have some Raging's Machine, and then we'll pop back with your Death Before on a recap see you all in a brief minute and we're back then we'll talk straight about, again, we, we, I haven't watched the pre-show, you haven't watched the pre-show we'll talk, talk about the main card um, I mean, it was a hell of a show, wasn't it? Like, built, like, oh, well, I mean, across yeah. across the board it was great matches um, first uh, up,
2: it's Sarah's show of the year isn't
1: it? I think so, yeah quite possibly yeah. um first off leading off then we had the ring of honor world championship match and i like i really liked how they sort of justified this so they said they basically tossed a coin between the tag match and the title match of what had gone last and what had gone first and they, they put one one at the end so this was claudio cash only defeating jonathan gresham to become the ring of honor world
2: champion yeah this is a, this is a good match yeah it wasn't it wasn't as good as i was expecting it to be um Obviously, a lot, of like,
1: a lot of people said they felt it went a bit short. I didn't feel that at all. I thought it was a perfect I, length.
2: I didn't feel like it went a little bit short. Uh, I, I just kind of, I don't know, I, I felt like it, there was, it was missing some like kind of like that, like next gear they could have mm. gone to. Um, but I mean, Claudio uh did a really good job of uh making Gresham feel like a big deal, yeah. Uh, obviously, like. After the match, he like shook his hand and he gave him like a massive hug, uh, and like you could see he was having a little chat with him. So ob- obviously, there's a lot of respect there.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and it was great to see Claudio win the big one as well. Like you really know, nice moment. Yeah, I was uh, watching him in Ring of 15 years ago, and you know to see him come back now and win the title, it's it's a pretty nice moment.
2: Yeah, great, great to see him as well. Like the kind of outpouring of love for Claudio. Like he's one of the best. I mean-
1: the crowd like Russian, but that crowd was hot for Claudio the crowd was hot for everyone but they were all nice but they were really hot for Claudio Um, yeah um, right next up then Dalton Castle and the boys defeat the righteous to become the new ring of honor six-man
2: tag team champions I was kind of gutted about this I love Dalton Castle and the boys but I was really happy to see the righteous because they're just a cool team
1: yeah but Dalton Castle man I mean any man who throws his own tag team partners over the top rope at his opponents
2: that Repeatedly,
1: yeah, for, for for what I'd call an extended amount of time, is <laughs> is um, yeah. good by me. We had a bang at the it, end as well, which is nice. It was
2: it was it was almost boy abuse. It was. Uh, I did I did like the fact that the righteous had like all like the all white gear though. It looked really yeah, cool. Yeah, um,
1: their presentation was really good. Uh, I, re, I really I didn't know who they were, but I really enjoyed their, them
2: as a team. They're kind of like ROH's version of the Wyatt family. Right, okay, but they, they
1: looked really right. good and like yeah, I liked I liked how they worked.
2: Vince um, is a fucking awesome promo. I like I like, really?
1: I, like the, I like the big boy going to the top rope Yeah, yeah, Dutch is awesome.
2: That was fun. Really- um,
1: yeah, fun match. Uh, next up, Wheelie Utah defeated Daniel Garcia to retain the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. Oh, this was a fantastic match, but it was a very different pure match than we've, we've seen previously. I
2: I really like the story they told in the sense that. Um, Obviously, pure matches are usually built around the fact that you only get three rope breaks, and yeah. it's using. Them. And I love that Regal was like having that like narrative of going. I've told Wheeler if he even gets a rope break once, I'm going to be disappointed in him. Yeah. And Yuta didn't like get a rope break, and Garcia only got one very yeah. close.
1: It was it was very very low on the because every time they're in submission, I was like why aren't they going for the ropes? But it was all about them trying to like counter wrestle and like you
2: know mm. it was all
1: about it was all about trying to use. The opponent's momentum against them, and, and sort of even because I love the bit where um Garcia was in the sharpshooter and mm. he was leaning right back to try and get the, the talk, and he, he just not back too far. And you managed to get him with into the um into like the STF,
2: yeah. Um, and the bit where Garcia got a uh, user into a regal stretch and was like, Look at Regal. yeah. And he
1: had, yeah, Garcia had regals, crimson trunks on as well, he did,
2: uh, which, which was, was nice. Cool. A, lot of, a
1: lot of mind games from Garcia Garcia, Garcia is so good at those like shit house mind
2: games, isn't he? Did, did you see his tweet after? Yeah. I prefer PWG anyway. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, was
1: that, was, that was a contender for the Night, this one. It really was.
2: It yeah, was, I, really, I really enjoyed this match. I, I can't wait for these guys to just keep going at it
1: over the years in AW and Ring of Honor.
2: Yeah, I feel like these guys are going to be... Next time we see them in Ring of Honor, certainly... It'll probably be over the ROH title. It'll
1: be in the main event. It could be in the main events, couldn't it? Yeah. It could be
2: a mm-hmm. at very at very least the TV title, I think. I think they'll yeah. I think probably gonna be the two like kind of pillars of Ring of Honor under the Tony Khan ownership. Yeah.
1: Uh, next up then Rush defeated Rush defeated Dragon Lee in a
2: for me this match was awesome.
1: I really liked how they built it as well. So it started out really respectful, didn't it? Like they weren't like they weren't like doing anything too extreme. And then it, it sort of elevated it was like two brothers and they just sort of like they started out really friendly and then they sort of got competitive and then it just sort of built up and built up and built up. And then by the end of it, it was just like kicking dragging Lee as hard as he could in the face.
2: And like oh, all sorts. when he went for the ball's pawns and he stopped and just booted them in the face. <laughs> and then like they were chopping each other in the face when the uh there was that bit where we hit the belly to belly off the apron, which was fucking awesome. Oh, that was insanity! Yeah, yeah. Um, both guys just—it was good to see Dragon Lee is probably like going to be sticking around as well. Like, yes, it'd be
1: nice to see him popping up in AW or even a steam ring of honor again.
2: Yeah, he's an unreal junior heavyweight. He's um, obviously
1: they had mad chemistry together. Know they know each other really well.
2: Uh, the, yeah,
1: the match was a, a real treat. It was obviously that's no, no, the
2: best band he'd wrestled. Um, Outside the max score, was yeah.
1: it? Yeah, that's what it was advertised as. Um, but yeah, for a match that didn't have any any sort of stakes behind it, like, considering all the other matches on the car with title matches. This one held its own in terms of spectacle and, and in terms of um, its position on the card. It was I thought it was great.
2: Roosh is silly good, then he
1: Roosh is amazing. I can't wait. He's fighting Moxie this week, and I can't wait for that. He's gonna die shit. <laughs> Right. Next up then Mercedes Martinez. probably the biggest shocker of the night, booking wise, Mercedes Martinez defeated Serena Tibb for the go on
2: a women's world Championship. I think this was the right decision, though. I think um, it really kind of, like, cemented Mercedes as a big deal. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I hadn't really, like... I hadn't really... Um, I wasn't really taken that seriously. I was like, oh, Serena's going to be three easy. And then as soon as she won this, I was like, all right, no, no, we need to pay attention to Mercedes. Like, no, and
2: geez, geez. it was also, like, as far as technically goes, it was probably the match, like, technically match of the night.
1: Yeah, and it was the best women's match I've seen for some time. Yeah. It was, it was phenomenal. Really, really good. Loads of good chain wrestling. Uh, and then it got, it got... It wasn't afraid to get a little stiff. Um, yeah. It had Mrs. a bit
2: of everything. so fucking good. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm really... I'm really pleased she's finally kind of, like, getting her flowers. Like, they... They, tra- they did it a little bit in WWE when she was, like, in the Mae Young Classic and then she had that, like, brief run in NXT when she uh, returned after being in Retribution for a cup of coffee. Yeah. And she the rear Ripley and it was like okay maybe they're going to actually and like
1: No, nope it out of retribution is the best decision she ever
2: made yeah um, it felt like they were going to actually do something with her and then they released her and then she pretty quickly appeared in AW yeah I good to see now like a ring of honor women's champion it feels as if they're going to build that division around her Absolutely.
1: Uh, right, moving on then. Samoa Joe defeated Joe Lethal for the Ring of Honor TV Championship. Uh, this match was really fun. Had an extended beat down on the outside before the match to really put Joe in like the underdog position, which it's, it's a hard thing to do, but they they managed to do it. And then he managed to fight up and eventually Kokina clutched Joe Lethal for the win, which is a lot of really clever transitions in this match into like the Coquina, into and out of the Coquina clutch clutch. Um, lethal looking for like that bit at the end where Lethal was looking for the lethal injection, Joe was like snatched him out the air in, like in the clutch yeah. it was was really
2: nice. Yeah, the finish as well where um, Lethal like went for like a roll up and Joe just reversed it into the Kikina club. Yeah. And as soon as you got it in, it was like
1: it's like a, like being in that it's like being in a crocodile's death roll. There's no escape, is there?
2: Yeah. I, I like as well the fact that there was like constant interference, like satnam come down and um uh, Joe like, was around. Yeah, after the distraction from Satnam didn't was it after the distraction from Satnam, Lethal hit Joe with the belt?
1: Yeah, and Joe
2: kicked out. The the, the most believable
1: um, false finish of the night, I think. Everyone yeah. thought Joe was done for at that point. Uh, yeah, it was, it was great. And the crowd were really behind Joe as well, which was, was lovely. Um, I love Joe. Right so on to the main event. We're going to have to speed through this because we're desperately running out of time. But, um, I mean, I don't want to talk too much about this because I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. Because it was phenomenal. Match of the year. It was, Oh, I mean, it was... I couldn't. If you asked me to pick between this one and not and the previous one, I couldn't. It's like it was on a par.
2: It was absolutely on a par. Um, they're very different
1: matches. I was saying to Sarah before the match started. It's very different um, feeling because of the first match. It was very much like the FTR were coming in as like the invading force to take the titles from the Briscoes. Whereas that, here they were the champions and the Briscoes almost felt like the outsiders. It was kind of odd.
2: Yeah, it was here like the Briscoes was trying to reclaim what what was theirs, and FTR were trying to. Um, essentially, um, like defend it with honor. So to yeah, speak. Pr- pr- prove their um, legacy,
1: which is what they've been about. Um, but hell, man, this match—this match was insanity.
2: Yeah, I like the fact that the Briscoes tried to match, F- like in the first fall, the Briscoes tried to match FDR at their own style. Yeah, and then the second fall, when FDR had a bit more desperation, they were like, they were trying to have a wrestle the Briscoes kind of style, and then the third fall was just was just like. <laughs> just up the ante completely. The third floor was just madness. It was just insanity. Um, so some of the bumps they were taking as well, like Mark Briscoe taking that fucking flapjack onto the steel steps like a lunatic.
1: Yep, that table bumper at the end.
2: Yeah. Um, Jay just murdering fucking Cash with the be- ring bell at one point.
1: Yeah, like you heard
2: a ding. Like, that's how hard you hit them with it. Them open hardly, didn't
1: it? Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously, um, Dax picks up the win. Dax who's making a strong case for being rest of the year.
2: I, I don't see how he can't be at this point.
1: Hits a top, or hits a second rope pile driver on Jay Briscoe after kicking out of like three Jay Drillers.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: Yeah. Like. The, I mean, we had everything in this. We had the, people kicked out the Jay Driller, Dak kicked out of the Doomsday Device, the Briscoe Jay kicked Briscoe
2: out of the Big Rig. only person ever to kick out the Big Rig. Protected,
1: obviously, because there was a ref bump, but
2: still. But, Caprice was like selling that, like also the
1: commentary on this on this match was yeah.
2: superb as well. It was so so Capri- good. Caprice Coleman all night was outstanding. Rick Bonnie's always outstanding, but Caprice in particular really, really like. So,
1: Super I was the first time I've heard Caprice on commentary. I know he's been on. I know he's been on AW from Drives and Drives as well.
2: I have warmed up. To, I've I've just taken to him so much. He is. So, he's becoming one of my favorite commentators. He, he... Oh, we've we've had on on Dark Elevation the last couple of weeks. We've had the nice treat of Excalibur, Mark Henry, and Caprice as the commentary team. Yeah, which is he's definitely
1: uh, he's, he's, he's phenomenal. He's so so good.
2: Yeah, like one thing that kept me watching Ring of Honor like during the pandemic was Riccoboni and, and Caprice on commentary because they were all like. The chemistry between the two of them was just fucking fantastic.
1: Yeah, but yeah, this match was absolutely one of the matches of the year. It was, it was right. It, it, it goes to a point. This is forty three minutes long. This match, forty three yeah. minutes. I did not look. No I, did. Fa- I did not look away from the TV for one second. I didn't look at my phone. Oh. I wasn't bored. I didn't switch off. It kept me invested the entire way through, and that is magical. Um, it's yeah. absolutely one of the matches of the year. It's going to be right up there, if not all the way up there at the end of the year for me.
2: Yeah, I think one and two for me are pretty much boxed off as the, these two matches.
1: Yeah, this, is, this was this was ma- this was was absolute magic. These these four men made magic in the ring this match.
2: Yeah. Um, do you think we're going to get number three? I mean, it'd be rude not to just do it
1: forever, wouldn't it, at this point? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not like it's diminishing returns, is it? It's getting better. That call that Rick and Bonnie made after the match when he was like, Tony Khan, if you can hear me say this, I will happily call this match for the rest of my days. Yeah, we give, yeah uh,
1: we, we'll both happily call it. Anytime you want to book it, we'll call it. We'll book yeah. it whenever you want. It was like, uh, yeah,
2: fair play. Yeah, and they gave they gave uh, FTR and Briscoe a stand out with the fans as well. Yes. Like,
1: and then at the end, did. at the very, very end, yeah, but... um, Wheelie, User and Claudia came out with William Regal and they held up their belts. And FTR held you up their what, belts.
2: You know what would be nicer than... Wheeler and Claudio going after the tag titles. What the Kings are wrestling? Well, I was going to say I was going to say Mox and Danielson, but the Kings of wrestling would also be very nice. <laughs> or oh, FTR joining the Mayor the Boys. No, nah, see, one
1: thing Regal said during the use a match was he doesn't want to recruit everybody into the Blackpool Combat Club because then there'd be no one left to
2: fight. Yeah, but get FTR in there because they <laughs> uh, they don't need it. They don't, but they also fit the mould of Blackpool Combat. So they very, do perfectly.
1: Uh, right then, just before we finish, we'll skip the last breaks. But we're running out of time. Uh, we'll just run down uh, the card for TNT Ignitions um, show this Saturday, Sunday, sorry, Sunday, day, we're July.
2: Both, yeah,
1: yeah, uh, we're both going to it, so we're really looking forward to it. Um, I'm gonna miss the VIP match, which I'm a little mad about because I'm going for a nice lunch first, but I'll have to just cope. Uh, so the VIP what match. Is the VIP match? The VMP match is Harley Hudson versus Lucia Lee for the WrestleMania Women's Championship. Damn, I'm going to fucking miss that as well. Um, then the rest of the card is Tom Fellwell versus Tom Felwell and MVK versus Mankey Union. Uh, Alexis Falcon versus Lana Austin for the TNT Women's Championship. Tate Mayfers oh. versus Dynamite Lee. Big Guns Joe versus Sam Miller versus Chase Alexander versus RPD. I cannot wait for
2: that one. Yeah, I'll be a banger.
1: Uh, a, match, a, a match of. Uh, Gia Adams versus Aurora Tevez, two women who have really come on leaps and bounds in the last 12 months. So I can't wait to see them wrestle each other. That'll be really, that really good.
2: A, that only got announced last night, didn't
1: it? Yeah. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, two Byte versus Son of And the main event, Cameron Solas defending his TNT Ignition Championship against the Jack-stacked Daddy
2: Shreddy. I Cam's love a- Cam, but you've, you said defending and I'm not losing, mate.
1: Yeah, Cam's going to die.
2: Um, Camp in danger. Cam's yeah. in so much danger. I can't wait to see Shreddy eat his soul. <laughs> um, it's going to be lovely. Shreddy, like a Geordie Babadook, just coming to fucking
1: <laughs> like a northeast, Like a northeast antichrist. Yeah. Can't wait. Right. I think that's going to wrap us up. We are desperately out of time. Um, thank you very much for joining us, everyone. Jay, thank you very much for, for coming along on this news odyssey. No problem. Uh, if you're listening on Jack's radio, we'll have a lovely outro song again, keeping it thematic. We've got "Gone Away" by The Offspring, because <laughs> he's gone now. It's fine. Uh, so see you later, Please. Vince Smith. Take care, and see you all. Oh, <laughs> see everyone listening. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Take care. Goodbye. Bye. Hello.
0: Yes, Danhausen
1: here. Gernhausen Dan has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housing the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housing. <laughs>